What is up? Coming to you late as usual on a Monday night. Here it's Monday, July 12th. Episode 234 of Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. Live, 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 live from the jungle, home of the tiger. You can see some of Tiger's artwork over my shoulder here, over my left shoulder, your right side. I'm always messed up when the orientation of the camera, I face myself <clears throat> every time I, I do this show. What is up? We're, we're back again. <laughs> incredibly late today. Just <laughs> let, let's just say we're going to be, in, we were incredibly late today because, uh, Carl's Jr. will never be getting our business ever again. I put out a very stern tweet directed at Carl's Jr. <laughs> a little while ago. They will not be getting our business ever again. And Robux is on the verge of not getting business either. What's up, Rolando Morales? I I'm happy that you're here because you, you helped uh, remind me of what I should talk about this week on the podcast. I'm not sure if I'm getting direction from my executive producer, Rosa Limon, right now. How you doing, Rolando? Rolando, I'm going to blow your mind right now. And right now, I'm just for the next ten seconds, the show is just me and Rolando here. Rolando, I'm going to blow your mind. This November, it'll be 20 years since the um, the Nintendo GameCube and the Microsoft Xbox came out, which also means I've known you for 20 years, sir, because <laughs> that's the first time I worked with you way back when at. Montebello 1010. <laughs> when uh, you took over for for a gentleman named Eddie, I think Eddie, Eddie who had hired me, and, and thankfully you you didn't send me off because I think I was the last person that Eddie had hired, and then Eddie had to get let go for uh, for dumb GameStop reasons. Like he didn't even do anything wrong. Uh, Twenty years, two zero. I think you knew me when I still had hair. <laughs> So yeah, this November, it's it, it, yeah, it's time flies, and then, and also to to make everybody else feel old, yeah, it'll this year it'll be twenty years of the GameCube and the original Xbox has been around for twenty years, just ha uh, just about half my life. Like <laughs> uh, I, I, I should save some of this content for the for the. For, for the November podcast, but like oh, I, I will never forget the, 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 the those launches working at at that model when, when when both the, the GameCube and the Xbox came out within two days of, within the two days of each other it was like one came out on a Tuesday one came or I think Nintendo might have come out on a Sunday and then Microsoft came out on a Tuesday I forget I'd have to I, I'm I'm also very happy that we've we've met we've been friends for twenty years Rolando that, that's. It's something that makes me happy because I've always, I've always extolled your virtues. We're we're always near your house because one of Rosa's friends lives right by you, over there in that kind of like Alhambra, El Serrano area. <laughs> uh, we always I, I always see the yeah, I always see your your street and I'm like, hey, we're right by Rolando. <laughs> we made the little forts out of the console boxes. That's right. That's right, Rolando. You're you're still very sharp. We made little forts, and I remember I was running them back and forth. I, I was the runner since I was the seasonal hire. I was running them back and forth because uh, on, on the GameCube launch, it was like, purple or black, purple or black. Or no, they weren't. Yeah, it was. It, was, or, or it wasn't purple. They were. They were using some fancy name. <laughs> Use the fancy name and, and and jet jet black and some fancy name instead of purple because you know Nintendo was trying to be chic and cool. I remember reading. Yeah, all the the launch parties they had of all the cool uh, early two thousand late nineties early two thousands like young stars playing indigo. Thank you. See, sharp, sharp, very sharp. Rolando, indigo. That's right. I I worked for Nintendo for seven years and I couldn't freaking pull indigo out of my ass. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, I, I had that I had that realization. Uh, I think it was yesterday. I told my wife. I think I, I, I've known Rolando for 20 years. <laughs> it's going to be 20 years coming up soon. <laughs> I, I think uh, my wife was talking about how, how they... So let me roll this into you. Like, so this past Saturday, we, we went to a birthday party of, of, of another little boy. Uh, one of Tiger's friends. Well, 
they, they met that day with one of Rosa's friends, whom she met when she worked 20 years ago at, uh, at Urban Outfitters, and she still interacts with a lot of the person we go visit in Alhambra is also someone who she used to work with at Urban Outfitters in Pasadena 20 years ago. And then uh, I was trying to think, like, who do, who, who do I know? And I was like, oh, in, Rolando's the only person I've probably known since my early retail stuff. It was, it was uh, what, four years later when I, or, or was it two, no, it was 2003. I, I, I always keep thinking, oh, I went back in 05. No, I left the second time in 05. I went, but Rolando, you, you, you pulled me out of Fry's Electronics in 2003 when I was losing my mind there working 70 hours a week. And that's when I got to meet uh, Sean and Jai. Jai, who, we've, if you've been watching this podcast for a long time, he's, he's been my uh, frequent guest here and there. Uh, yeah, and that yeah, I've, and those are the other people I've I've known for a long time. But obviously, Rolando is the one I've known the longest from all my retail jobs. Because uh, when I worked at a uh, when I worked at Toys R Us, I I don't know any. Well, technically, there there's a manager who he still remembers me, and he ironically now works at the Big Lots. That's in the the corpse of the Toys R Us in Montebello. He he's the manager there, and he he tried to hire me when I was looking for a job two and a half years ago, but uh, the, the the psychological profile exams that I always fail, <laughs> I, I I fail the psych profile examinations every time a job requires. Oh, we need to answer we need you to answer these next fifty questions and try not to vary your answers. You have to we're, we're we're observing your your psychological profile and for whatever reason I fail those every time every single job I've applied to in the past. I don't know how long they've been doing these um psychological exams. It's every time like oh nope, comes back bad, comes back bad. And we're the this other manager that I've known for like he, he's not my but I just we he remembers me, and he remembers some other people. That, that's like the only other person I like from, from my two years at Toys R Us. I, I one guy remembers me, <laughs> and nobody else. <laughs> not not even uh, uh, my not even I I haven't seen the high school friend who got me the job at the Toys R Us. I haven't seen him. In like ten years, I don't know what he's doing. I know he was working at Fry's last time, but obviously, not anymore because Fry's is gone. But yes, we went to a birthday party, and Ty got to run around like a crazy person. Anyway, so he he wore me and Rosa out, and we were only there for like we got there late. We got there at the tail end of the party, but he still managed to wear me and Rosa out like a rug. Oof. But. We we got to have some me 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 Rosa and our little tiger. We got to have a lot of fun this past weekend. We we took him to a, a vegan street fair yesterday over in Santa Ana, and he, he totally drank half of my. Uh, I, I got some strawberry lemonade, some all natural strawberry lemonade, and he took the cup and he was like, <sighs> "Yeah, he is my son. He's he is a food vacuum like me. He he gets that from me. I, I can I can never shame him. Like nope." I look at him and like, because it's funny. He's looking less and less like me. He's looking more and more like Rosa, like Rosa's brothers now as he's getting bigger. But when I see him be himself, I'm like, oh, there's me. <laughs> there, 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 there's Dre. He, 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 he doesn't look like a little Dre, but he, he definitely behaves like a little Dre as he was stealing French fries off the table and just shoving them in his mouth <laughs> when we were eating right before the show here. <laughs> he's rolled on up. Grab some fries, home, and walked away. <laughs> I have the rudest little roommate. What happened to my cute little baby son? Now he's like, now I have a, this toddler, a toddler terror <laughs> who just does whatever he wants. <laughs> he's a rude little roommate. So let's get to the meat here. I don't know how long I'm going to keep us on here. I've already rambled for nine minutes. In case you you've lost track here, so. Rolando and the other two gentlemen I mentioned, Jai, Sean, and myself, we, we have a little text thread when we text each other funny things or stuff in video games. And uh, so in the last seven days, there has been some crazy stuff happening in the world of sealed video game collecting. Now, I, I've been exposed to a lot of this now in the last two and a half years because my, my boss is big in the, in the sealed video game community because we sell millions of video games from across generations at my job. We have a lot of people hit us up because we have factory sealed cases of old GameCube games and original Xbox and PS1 and PS2 and so on and so forth. 
but th this uh, this past week uh, through the heritage auctions and then the the, the the people who grade WADA between the two the, so last uh, I guess Wednesday or Thursday a copy of uh, an original copy of the Legend of Zelda like I say is an early print run first print uh, there's a lot of little details, as a friend of mine, Stefan, was saying on, on Facebook. Stefan Reese, he's a, he's a big collector, too. He's a, he's, a he's a curator of the Museum of Nintendo Power Art. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of details why that particular copy it was like a 9.6 or a 9.5. Um, that went for three quarters of a million, like 750 or $7. Hundred eighty thousand dollars because it had a very high grade and it's a very rare version of it. It's, it's, it has the original Nintendo seal of, of quality because later versions had the weird oval and then now it's just <laughs> it used to be back in the the eighties Nintendo seal of quality and then it was just the Nintendo seal of quality oval and then it just became the Nintendo seal <laughs> and now I don't think they even put the Nintendo seal anymore. <laughs> Because if this game has the Nintendo seal of quality, you know you're getting a good game, which is completely a sack of horseshit back in the NES era. <laughs> you're... Son of a gun. Happened again. If you're listening to the audio version, I just lost the show again. This is becoming very, very annoying. Lost the show again halfway. Don't know how I'm going to fix this. Input, well, the audio will be fine. Uh, 7.12.21, episode 234, part 2, because this app hates me. All right. So now that we've lost everyone again, now two weeks in a row, we have now had to like this was twelve minutes in or about twelve minutes into the show, we lost. Uh, the Facebook app just loves to just close on me. It's just incredibly frustrating. I, I, it's become a just a part of the show now, unfortunately. Which is going to make it very difficult later on when I have to when I eventually start putting these back up on YouTube. Now the YouTube has just been completely just games for now because that's what. Yep, yeah, yeah. And then I just got a text from Rolando. Nope, it, it was me. Eventually, you'll 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 see. You'll 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 see right there, Rolando. Nope, it was. I, I would text back Rolando, but I'm. I just jump back up and jump back on the air. As soon as the thirty second live feed, uh, the thirty second delay comes up, it'll it'll pop back up. Hey Monica, welcome to part two, where, where the app just shut down on me. It just shut down in the middle of me talking. I, I was just looking at the screen, all of a sudden it just went all black. And uh, if you go back and listen to the audio podcast version, you'll hear me swearing endlessly as I was put, getting the show back up on the air. So as I was saying, like that last Thursday, where, where did I leave off? We were talking. Hi Monica. Uh, there you go. Let's see, Rolando. Here, here's the answer. You, you were texting me. Here, here's the answer to your question. It was me. It was my phone. It's my phone that says no. I'm gonna force close the Facebook app. You're trying to record on. I, I would never dare try to do it on my laptop because I've tried going live from the laptop before and it is garbage. I was like, I was frozen twice. This is two weeks in a row. The show is has been interrupted by the hate of Facebook. <laughs> Facebook hates me. The Facebook app hates me. I'm just, just trying to put on a, sh a show for my friends here and talk about life. So, when we left off, Zelda sold for three quarters of a million. I was making jokes about the Nintendo Seal quality and then, bloop, show went away. So that was already, that was a record for a video game being sold. And But apparently yesterday... A sealed copy of Super Mario 64. Now, granted, there are millions of copies of Super Mario 64 that, are, that were made, but uh, someone got this one 
upgraded. I guess they might have taken it, they might have bought it and immediately put it in a safe or put it in some sort of uh, hyperbaric chamber and kept it from any <laughs> anything, any any weather, any any elements, anything from even the forces of time on it. And they sent it in to get graded, and it got uh, a near perfect perfect score of nine point eight. Even though the, the I read an article today where the the, the people from the, these people who grade the games W A T A Wata, they said this is near perfect. The, 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 it's actually it's, it's a perfect copy, but the only thing that would that's keeping it from getting the ten point is like little tiny aesthetic aesthetic things, I guess. They very rarely hand out the the, the fabled ten point score, but this nine point eight. Super Mario 64 first print, so I guess this is not like a greatest hit or a, a player's choice, as what they when they when they when they go back and rebuild the game, reprint the game as a the in. Yeah, I'll teach you guys an insider term today. In the video industry, they don't they don't reprint games; they rebuild them. <laughs> they, we're we're gonna build it again because they have to build the discs and build the cartridges. <laughs> so it's a rebuild; they have to build the whole, all the components. So they have to rebuild the whole thing. So that's why I learned. I never learned that from Nintendo. It's just, oh, they just printed it again. They rebuild it. So this copy of Super Mario 64 was from the original run when it first came out. But somebody kept it sealed and got this epic raid. It went up on the, the Heritage Auction site, I guess, this past week. And so yesterday it finished at one over $1.5 million, which I, I, I don't get it. I, I, I honestly don't. Because the where I was reading about this on Kotaku, where like I guess uh, like weeks ago, like lower graded ones were only going as high as maybe like eight or ten grand if there was like a nine point two or a nine point four, but for whatever reason, this perfect copy of Super Mario sixty four garnered so much attention, and apparently people with endless money, the the, the bids. Like there's a, a bidding war. They got all the way up to 1.5 million dollars for a N64 game. That will, I guess, the, the point in a lot of the websites I've been going to make. It's, it's never gonna get played. No one's gonna open this thing. This thing. It got bought for 1.5 million dollars. Yeah, the, the the NES Legend of Zelda went for 750 thousand. An N64, Nintendo 64, <laughs> Super Mario 64 went for 1.5 million because of, because I think most people in 1996 when they got a copy of Mario 64, they opened it and played it because when the when the when the Nintendo 64 came out, that was like the only good game for a good while until they released Mario Kart and Smash Brothers later on. You okay over there? I don't think so. I think one's in the backpack, or then one. The young man's metal. Hmm. There's gonna be some noise. It's fine. There, there was a, there was a little girl screaming earlier outside. So, what can I do? I mean, yes, yeah. That was the first, you know, 3D Mario game. It's it, it was a big deal. I mean, it was it it, it, it did. It, I I agree with you, Ryan Tanaka. It was a game changer. It was it it, it was amazing. Because, you know, prior to that, everything had been kind of 2D plane. I mean, it, that, that, that Mars, I, I played the crap out of it uh, when I used to work and or hang out at, uh, at game stuff in Monterey Park. I, 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 I definitely, <laughs> I, I loved how they, they still managed to make the water levels a, a living nightmare still in 3D. They're, they're, I think they were even worse in 3D than they were in 2D. I hated the water levels in Mario 1 and Mario 3. But oof, at Mario sixty four, uh, it, it was an ama it was amazing just to see Mario bouncing and bounding around in three D. If you tap the jump button three times in the, the correct sequence, he, he started doing the acrobatic flips and the other noises. You know that, that was the first time we heard Charles Martinet as freaking Mario. Hey, it's a me, Mario in three D. You get to hear him go woo wah wah. This. We never, he never had that in Super Nintendo. He didn't have that in freaking NES. All of a sudden, Mario had a voice. It, 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 it was a game. It was a, a game-changing game. It's still heralded as one of the best Mario games. It, they, they haven't been able to, you know, <laughs> the music. Yes, 
the orchestral Mario theme. It was great, but it just it trips me out. Like one point five million dollars. I I I I don't get it. I mean, we were discussing it at work today. It's just uh, obviously they're they're not revealing who won it. When it comes to these type of auctions, it's all anonymous. It's only if the person who who buys it chooses to reveal themselves. Much like was it years ago when then the Mark McGuire home run ball whatever got purchased by it got purchased by comic book moron Todd McFarlane, and he went out and announced it was me. I did it. It's a new crypto billionaire. That, that that that's what my one of the managers I was talking to at work was telling me that it has to be crypto. It has to be a crypto guy who just has more money than sense and just oh wait, I'm gonna keep bidding. I don't care. I have a million. What's a million point five to me? I have I have twenty twenty million now thanks to Dogecoin or whatever. I have so many bitcoins I can just spend whatever I want now. Like. And and some people like I see a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of conspiracy theories on Twitter where like, oh, it's money. It's a money laundering scheme, or the uh, the Wada and the Heritage auctions are in cahoots. Um, but the, the, this Heritage auctions, they're like a reputable freaking auction site. You don't just throw anything up there. I, I mean, unless it's some real um, like deep deep freaking white people shit. <laughs> As, as I like to eloquently tell my wife all the time, like, oh, you know what this is? This is white people shit. <laughs> I don't know. It, like, I, I, I tend to, you know, I, I'm, I'm an Occam's razor kind of guy. The, the simplest answer is usually the correct one. <laughs> and the simplest answer is just rich dudes with more money than, than, than brains. And somebody's like, all right, I'm, they're, they're betting on the, <laughs> they're betting on the fact that this is going to be worth more in the future. It's like, like I, I was, I was telling you yesterday, the, 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 your, your friend's husband, he's been, in the, during this whole pandemic, he's been buying stuff and buying sealed games and reselling it. So there's a lot of these guys. It, it, there's, a, there's a whole market of people who, if you got some money, you can invest it. it, it it's, you're being treated like stocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, your friend's husband, I mean, yeah. he, he took, he took, product. he took a $500 game and sold it for $10,000. He, he bought a game for 500 bucks, got it graded. Sold it for ten Gs, so I'm like, this is just happening at like. What's crazy about it? It's not like stocks where you just like need a bit of something. No, you have to buy one thing. It's like it's 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 in the realm of like oh like the way people buy art. Yeah. It's it's all in the 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 value. Games are art. Yes. And 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 I mean, I've always said that video games are an art form, but. Not to where a, a sealed version that will never be played or appreciated is going to be worth one point five million dollars. Not even the Smithsonian or anything like that. No, like I don't think it's it's some dude with a bunch of money who just said, "Ha ha, I now have this perfect copy of Mario 64." Is it like he was like the number one? The one, the first off the printing press. No, there was a millions of that made. It just happens that this is the one that wasn't. This is one that wasn't opened and didn't get mangled by the by the ravages of time. Because well, we have a bunch of sealed N64 games at work, and because the, the box is just, it's crappy paper. It's like paper. a stiff wind it's will, paper. It, it's a stiff wind will just go, <laughs> will crush it. Yes, and she's, she's going back to go uh, help our young son go to sleep. Yeah, uh, apparently, yeah, it's disposable income, but <laughs> to be able to just disposable income out, oh. 1.5 million dollars into some crazy and, and and like I was talking about this Rosa earlier when we were eating I was like it was a bidding war there were multiple idiots I I I I, sh- I, guess, I mean it's a value judgment I'm pushing on me calling them idiots but still it, it, it feels dumb that that this has gotten so out of hand I I I, I my, my boss hasn't been physically at work he's been remoting in because He's taking care of his wife right now. who had some knee surgery, uh, so I haven't been able to have a, like a real good discussion with him directly about it. If any of you saw my uh, my my post on Facebook yesterday, I, had a, I have a I have a fun idea to do on TikTok, and 
him and a, another gamer friend of mine, they immediately assumed this was related to the Mario 64 thing. I, at that point, I didn't know about the Mario 64 thing when I made that post. I was driving back home from... I forget if I was coming back from Costco or coming back from Trader Joe's. and Driving down Imperial Highway, I was just like, ding, I have an idea for something dumb I can do. Very fun. Very evil. <laughs> it's like, I want to clue... Like, you know what? There's like four or five of you watching. I don't know how many people watch this, so... Here's the idea here. So, in light of all the... Well, my idea came from everyone complaining about the, the new Nintendo Switch that got announced uh, a week or two ago, the OLED screen. So I was thinking, oh, because I've seen other TikToks of, of this ilk where like, oh, I still have all my Nintendo shirts. I have my Nintendo badge. I can throw up some Nintendo posters in the background. I'm going to be like the, oh, your friendly neighborhood Nintendo rep. And I would just come on because it's only 30 seconds or 45 seconds or whatever. And I'd say some, like, really corporately, really cheesy, I would just, like, lean in. I'd obviously have to shave. I'd be nice and clean and corporate and just lean right into it and say, Hi, it's your friendly neighborhood Nintendo rep. Which I'll probably get sued but <laughs> if it ever got popular. But, hi, it's your friendly neighborhood Nintendo rep. And I just want to remind you, if you're shocked by Nintendo barely upgrading their system, then you haven't been paying attention. And I'd hold up a bunch of DS's and then end the video. Because, <laughs> you know, it went from the DS to the DS Lite, to the DSi, to the DSi XL, to the 3DS, to the 3DS XL, to the new 3DS XL, <laughs> to the new 2DS XL. This is what they do. I just, instead of me going around, it's a, a quick... If I say former Nintendo rep, yeah, that's because I immediately, like, I texted my boss this idea... And he's like, you're going to get a cease and desist. I'm like, as long as I'm not making money, I don't think I'm going to get a cease and desist. <laughs> but I'm So, see, right? If I, I think if I if I tweak it and just say video game rep, you know, like, maybe if I cover up the Nintendo or if I change it to, like, the all the bootleg uh, GBA cartridges here and put non-Nintendo. <laughs> non-Nintendo. Parodies can make money. This is, this is true. I, 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 I feel like I'm safe under fair use, but I know fair use isn't perfect. I know Dragon Ball Z Abridged has been assaulted many times by Koei Animation because they, they, this is a fan-made parody. <laughs> I don't know, one of my favorite Kickstarters the other day was like the old 8-bit theater. Like, please don't sue us. We're not using any of your sprites. <laughs> We're just putting the scripts up on Kickstarter because it's funny. So, I don't know. I, I I don't think it's going to go viral. I just want to do it for fun. But this is like one of those instances where like I don't want it to go viral. I don't want to get famous from this. So, that's what's probably going to happen. <laughs> like, honest, I, I, I didn't start this whole podcast thing to be famous. I just did this so I could amuse myself and amuse my friends. And if some other people come along for the ride, cool. Hell, as I've said before, hey, the podcast got me a wife and a kid, so it's it's already done its job, or did more than I could ever dream of. It was something to keep me from killing myself. That's what the podcast was. Inherently at the start. Be creative and be funny for an hour, and then like, all right, cool. Let's work towards doing that again next week. <laughs> that's the that's the the whole point of the podcast is to keep me engaged with the world <laughs> and talk about all the nerdy shit that I know and just put it into a capsulated form. That way, when my memory goes away from all the concussions I've had in my life, I have all this stuff documented. So, like, when I want to tell my son a story, I'm like, oh, it's on the YouTube somewhere. Find my old brain. <laughs> it's all documented there on YouTube. And if Facebook still exists, I don't know if Facebook's going to exist 10, 15 years from now. But, hey, I'll put it up on YouTube. I'm, I feel pretty safe about YouTube being around. <laughs> so I keep kind of got to migrate all these videos over to YouTube. <laughs> but... Yeah, that, that, that's the idea. The, the, you know, the former Nintendo rep, or just like your friendly neighborhood Nintendo rep, and just be, just say horrible things in a very sweet way. Just like in a very sweet and chipper way. 
You know all those franchises that you love and Nintendo never publishes anymore? It's because you didn't buy them. Have a nice day. Just like that. That's one of those I've always had in the chamber. It, it's basically taking the stuff I used to say as a rep to people and just making it more evil. <laughs> I know my mother-in-law was like, well, she saw very fun, very evil. There's children watching. I'm like, it's not... <laughs> I wasn't going to do anything crazy. I was just going to have fun and be evil. <laughs> like, fun evil. Not evil evil. Like, mischievous evil. <laughs> I, I, I fall along of, the lines of, of lawful evil. That's me. <laughs> In the in the in the D and D freaking alignment chart, I am lawful evil. <laughs> Some say chaotic good, I say lawful evil. <laughs> I don't know. Depends on my mood that day. <laughs> but yeah, that, that that's 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 the idea. Then apparently, a couple of my friends thought this was this idea was based off of the Mario sixty four thing. Like I I had no clue about it. Then I got home and I looked up. I'm like, why are they talking about Mario? Because like they mentioned, oh, are you gonna open up a copy of Mario sixty four? And I was like, why? Why would I do like my instant reaction to that when I saw like, why would I open a copy of Mario sixty four? That makes no sense. And then get back on Twitter when I get home after me and Ty get home. It's like, oh, that's why they mentioned Mario sixty four. That's ridiculous. I I I don't like this. Uh, what, what's happening with the sealed games? Because. We already uh, see. My, my wife works with me. She she handles a lot of uh, customer complaints. She handles or she she supervises customer service now. And uh, and like I feel like this is stuff is going to escalate for us because already during the pandemic we sold a lot more shit than we normally would have, and there was a lot of people who were like complain because like we sell new stuff, but it's not freaking. 9.8 water grade new it's gonna be like oh this used to be in a store somewhere sometimes it was at a target sometimes it was at a walmart and we got our hands on it <laughs> and we sell it to you if you're looking for a copy of wcw backstage assault and you just want to play it we provide that <laughs> we provide a, like inherently i i feel like it works. we want to just provide games to people so they can play them but unfortunately, there's this growing percentage of people who are treating games like stocks, much like in the 90s, people treated comic books like stocks and were trying to find the next hot thing that's going to make them a lot of money. And, but that's not how things work. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, I, I think I saw a screenshot from, on Twitter of like, all these copies of Nintendo of Mario 64 post, posted up for 100 grand because they have a, a water graded 9.0 or a... Or, or, or some other company, VGA. Oh, my, I have a VGA 85, per, 85 out of 100. Uh, I would like $200,000 for this, please. It's like, what the... F this is what I don't like about it. It's it's, it's, it's kind of going to ruin the hobby. Because <laughs> it's just bringing a lot of speculators who are just going to buy up a bunch of games and then sit on them and hope they go up in price. And I, I see a lot of people. Oh, it's just, you know, the bubble's gonna pop. The bubble's gonna pop. Like it's, I, I've been trying to collect GameCube games because that that's just I like GameCube. I like GameCube, PS2, Xbox, uh, OG Xbox. That was when that was 20 years ago when I was in my 20s, <laughs> and I, oh, I had a job where I could buy games, and I didn't have to worry about too many bills, <laughs> uh, and I. I really like that era of games. I got, I got to work in that era of games, working for GameStop, and then working at the tail end of, of that era for Nintendo when the GameCube was on its last legs and about to re be replaced by the Wii, and then the PS3 came out and the 360 came out. I got to, and I do. I and it's funny. I like a lot of that era too, but I always gravitate towards the GameCube, the PS2, and, and the Xbox. So I I, I try to like I. As a dad right now, I don't have money to buy any of those games. And I've been working at this warehouse where I can see a lot of these games. But the values have been going up so much because of all these fucking speculators. I'm not looking for a sealed copy of a fucking GameCube game. But like opened copies of like Mario Sunshine at the peak during the pandemic were going for like 150 bucks. I was like, Mario Sunshine? 100 for like opened 
Not even sealed. A common game. These were like, these were common games. Like Mario Kart was going for 150, almost 200 bucks. Thankfully, I already had that from when I was working at GameStop. Like there, there, there's a lot of like other GameCube games that were like are high value that I, I, I own just because I bought them because I wanted to play them, or I happened to receive them in the, the dying days of the of the GameCube era. I have a bunch of Wii games that apparently are worth something because oh I didn't open a lot of them. Like Fire Emblem, freaking Radiant Dawn for the Wii. Apparently, like there wasn't a lot made of that, and I didn't open it because I'm like, yeah, Fire Emblem's hard. I don't, I didn't like Fire Emblem until 3DS. But it was like all these are super freaking. It's, it's insane. But like there's other games that I wanted to just have in my collection that someday I was going to play them. Like ideally, now I would play them on my freaking. Now I would play them on my YouTube show that I uh, the, that, I, that I do on Monday through Friday. Go check it out. <laughs> I post up the videos on YouTube. There's another Facebook page that I post all the live videos. Please go follow Dre's Geek Philosophy Gaming Stream, please. Uh-huh. There's your cheap, horrible plug that I hate when I see other videos. That's why I try not to do them. And uh, now uh, there's games I've wanted. Like, oh, I wanted to buy Sonic Adventure 2 Battle for the GameCube. I should have bought it any other time in the last 20 freaking years. But, uh, and I didn't. Like, it's... This is what really chaps my ass. <laughs> when I was working for freaking Nintendo, everyone, take a drink. I could have bought all these games for freaking pe like pennies on the dollar. <laughs> I, I, I could have bought a bunch of these freaking GameCube games literally at freaking cost. And, and actually, I did buy a few, but it was just, at, at the time, I was like, oh, cool, I have time. Nobody cares about GameCube. <laughs> all the values are just going to go down. What a fool was I. But, of course, we are all fools in hindsight. There's always something that we are foolish about that we thought at the time was a good decision. And we can look back and like, oof, I wish I had gone the other way on that one. But what can you do? You can sit and stew about it like me. Or you can laugh about it, which is what I should do. <laughs> I, I could have hundreds of games clogging up my office at work <laughs> I do have hundreds of games in my office but it could be worse That's a, I guess that's the, that's the thing I'm trying to land on here, it could be much worse I could have boxes and boxes of GameCube games that I've just been lugging around my whole life but I, I do have boxes and boxes of other games, like all the Wii games, because I, I got every single Wii game from Nintendo, I didn't have to pay for them, that, that was the cool part and, and that's a sad thing I just learned okay I just learned this. Oh, let me tell you guys this. I get they don't give the Nintendo reps physical games anymore. I just learned that last week because I, I checked in on my buddy, uh, one of my buddies, who's a Nintendo rep, and who shall remain nameless. I don't want to blow that person's spot up. I, I texted them and I asked them, "Hey, everything cool?" Because whenever Nintendo announces something. That's generally a shitty day for, for a Nintendo rep. Because <laughs> it doesn't... It usually leads to more questions. <laughs> like, you get some answers, and then the hardcore Nintendo fans, you give them one answer, and then they're, oh, you gave me one answer? Now I want 15 more. Tell me all these things you don't know. So I, I texted my friend, like, yo, you, you, you out there okay? Everything okay out there? <laughs> How are you handling the announcement of the OLED... <laughs> How shitty has it been? And it's like, ironically, the Walmarts were the worst. The GameStop, I guess you just need to be like a duck and just let that roll off your back. But apparently the Walmarts were really bad about it. And that's when I found out. I had asked, oh, well, at least you're still getting copies of games, right? Like, they only give them digital games now. And the worst part, in my opinion about it, I mean, I mean they're still getting the games. Yeah, but you know how I feel about digital games. You, you, it's not a long term. Not not great. That hard drive or that you lose that SD card, or your hard drive gets wiped. An errant magnet from a two-year-old. Hey, let me put my magnet next to this hard drive. Oh, what? 
I can't recover my files? What do you mean? You've lost all my information. That switch, everything's just tied to just that switch, and now that switch is dead? And you won't let me download all this stuff onto another switch? That's it. There's, there's all, sorts of, all sorts of different problems when it comes to digital. So apparently, the reps get digital, they just get digital copies of games, which you say, oh, that's fine. But before, they used to send the games early. Like, I, I remember when Smash Brothers for the Wii came out, oh man, I had that sucker like three weeks earlier. I was like, who wants to come over and play a game that's not out yet? <laughs> a friend of mine uh, who, who loves Smash Brothers, I just showed up to his uh, to his birthday party. I'm like, who wants to play Smash now? Oh, well, there, there, there are perks to being a Nintendo rep back in the day. But now it's like, they don't even get the digital codes on time. They, they, they get them after the game's launched. So you're supposed to go out there and promote the games, but you don't have the game in your rep. Now that... You could literally show people. Now they have this portable system. Before with my Wii, I used to have to lug a television into a store and hook everything up. Now it's so easy for a rep. They can just, bloop, let me show you this cool new game that just came out. Because that's how I used to be with my DS and my DSi and my <laughs> DSi XL and my 3DS. Wear out a joke there. Uh, and I, was just, I, I felt so sad for the poor brand ambassadors. They're not even reps anymore. They're brand ambassadors. Brand ambassador is the fancy name they call booth babes. Brand ambassador is the name you, that's the fancy title you give to a temporary worker in the corporate world. Brand ambassador. It is, it, it seems unpleasant to be a Nintendo rep and, uh, the, the, and again, like I said earlier, hindsight is twenty twenty. Apparently, me leaving when I did might have been the right move. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I've, I've lamented on this show many times. I wish I hadn't quit. I'd still be getting all these games. And no, time has proven that I, I may have been right. I felt I, I felt I've been wrong for now almost nine years. It'll be nine years this November since I left Nintendo. I left the day the Wii U came out. Not because of the Wii U, but coincidental. And I, I, there's many points in time where I regret it. There was three times. I, there was three times I tried to go back. I did try to go back. Because I was like, I want the safety and security of my Nintendo job back. Nintendo job back. Because <laughs> I, I... It was... It's what I knew. I felt comfortable. I love video games. I want to do that. I went to Disney and Disney sucked my soul out. I went to go work for a tablet company and they were run by a bunch of morons. I was a driving school instructor risking my life every day. And that, that, that's basically 20, 2013 to 2019. <laughs> and I stumbled into, I stumbled into this job that I'm in, and no, I inherently I am happy again. This job does stress me out. My boss is in right now. I am proxy boss. I have none of the power and all the responsibility. <laughs> I am boss by proxy. <laughs> Where I all, everything is Skyped or WhatsApp to me. Like here, do this, do this, get this done, and I am I am his avatar, executing all the things that he's supposed to do. <laughs> and. It, uh, it's stressful, but at the end of the day, I still enjoy my job. <laughs> I enjoy my job now. And, 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 then, and the conversation I had with my friend, he was reminding me all the reasons why I left Nintendo. Nintendo, it's fun. Nintendo games are fun. Nintendo, the company themselves. That's a different story. And apparently it's gotten worse since I left. Worse. And then I, I feel for my, many of my rep buddies or my brand ambassador buddies who are still there. I, I, I still have many friends. Yeah, not bad being second in command, <laughs> sitting there holding George's journal. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I frequently forget I am my boss's right hand man. <laughs> Boom. <laughs>
Yeah, it's funny because like the, the the two of the other managers are like coming to me for a lot of things because like oh because the, all right I, they have everything that would be funneled to them is now funneled to me and then to them. Can we ship this? Let me check with the boss. Hang on, or hold on. Let me run that invoice. I'll have to make that for you. Hang on. Click 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 click. Yeah, it's a yeah a, a boss by proxy. It's it's it, and this I started in the mailroom, <laughs> literally. You don't get it, lemon. I started in the mailroom and I became the vice president of microwave technology. It took me seven years. I figure I can do it now in two and a half. I love Thirty Rock. But yeah, that that's that's a couple things that we've learned about Nintendo. Apparently, people love the game so much that they'll pay millions of dollars for them. But working for them is not necessarily the best thing, even though I continually told myself for seven years, oh, this is good, this is fine, this is fine. And I told myself for seven years, oh, I missed that. I missed my Nintendo 4... I missed my 401k, and I missed my free games. I don't think I missed the sitting in traffic. I, I, don't, I don't miss that. I don't sit in traffic anymore. I live five minutes from my job. <laughs> I could literally walk there if I have to. <laughs> I, I, I don't miss the, the politics. It was very political. There's going to have to be a whole episode of me just like burying Nintendo's corporate structure, at least the corporate structure from 2005 to, two, to 2012. I, I can't speak to the current. I, I, I have a lot of hearsay. <laughs> from people who probably would not want me to throw them under a bus until they have also left and they can come here and um, okay, they can come on the show and do a tell-all. <laughs> right, I, I can Skype them in. I, I can Skype my, my friend in. And like, I will have to obscure your face. Okay, friend, Skype in. See, Ryan, that's that's a very good point. For, for those listening and for those watching later, Ryan Tonka here on Facebook said, the way I see it, most people these days won't live to see their 401k. Too much stress. It, 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 it's true. Like I have so many gray hairs now. There used to not be any gray hairs. Now I have a the, the, the stress of, I'm trying to make sure everything's okay. That pretty lady over there and the adorable little boy. <laughs> that That's... That's my that's my primary motivation now in life. Make sure they're okay. <laughs> like I, I I technically still have that Nintendo 401k. I, I I didn't take it out. It's still there, growing. I just can't contribute to it anymore unless I freaking blow it up completely and take it somewhere else. Although right now there ain't nothing, there ain't no extra money to be contributed anywhere right now. But that's a story for another day. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan, for watching. Thank you, Rolando. Thank you, Monica. Thank you, Warren. Uh, I saw many other... See, who, who else chimed in here today? I, I know Jai was lurking in the background. I see, James John was lurking in the background as usual. Yeah, Ryan, my family's going to make out like bandits. Yo, hey. Uh, uh, my, my wife will get my 401k and, and take care of Ty when, when I have my eventual heart attack at some point. I, I'd like to delay that for as long as possible, though. I, I really would love to watch my son grow. But it's nice to know that I have, I have a nice chunk of money that's dedicated to them when I stress myself to death. <laughs> I, I'd like to stress myself to death about, you know, 75, 80. I, I used to be the guy that wasn't going to make it past 40, but here I am, turning 42 this year, <laughs> giving myself lots of reasons to try and live. It's like I, I have to quit dairy. Because it's just killing me right here. But yeah, thank you guys for watching. Thank you, Ryan. I, I was going into the... See, that's how I just tangent myself back into the show. I'm like, oh, let me just throw another tangent out there. Dairy, ah. I, I'm allergic to dairy now. Ah. See, Ryan, you didn't plant... Yeah, didn't plant past 30. <laughs> well, what, what's the line for Hamilton? So, most people don't make it to half that. <laughs> It's been over a year of Hamilton, and I, me and Rosa still quoted every day. I feel sorry for people who don't like Hamilton and get annoyed by me.
but it sucks to be in their world. <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Make sure to follow us at DreGP Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. If you're not watching this already on Facebook, like Ryan and Monica and James and Rolando and Warren, who are watching it live on Facebook right now. Uh, you can watch all of our our, our gaming videos are on YouTube because uh, the ones on Facebook. Oh, I know. Look, look at his art. Hey, hey, Maria. Yeah, look at his art. <laughs> this is freaking preschool. Just having him do all kinds of like. This. Preschool has him doesn't do his art. Look, look, look at all this stuff he's. Then there's more. Just a bunch of like. It's the heat has made them fall down. Yeah, my little tiger has made all kinds of fun stuff. It's it's amazing. It's his little, it's his hand. That that one's his hand too. I I have a Father's Day card. Let me show you what I'm most proud of. These hands hold my daddy's heart. Look at this Father's Day card. They have a little shirt. It's a little shirt. Bloop. Those little hands. That's why I bust my ass for for that little dude. little tiger paw, tiger paws. That's right, Warren. Little tiger paws. <laughs> my silly little man. I love, I love this little dude. Me and him were goofing off so hard. Like earlier before the show, he, me and him were jumping on the couch because we're just a couple a couple little boys. <laughs> he 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 has fun with me because I think he sees the 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 the. the the soul of the child that's inside me. He's like, oh, you're another you're another kid too. Ah. Which becomes a problem when I have to dad him because he's like, ha, ah, I don't have to listen to you. You're another kid. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Make sure to catch all our gaming videos on our YouTube page. Search for Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast on YouTube. If you're not already a subscriber, please give us a sub there. We are, we are halfway to our goal of, of 100 subs. That's our current goal. Get 100 subs on YouTube. Uh, that, that's our current destination we we set small goals here on Dre's Geek Philosophy and also speaking of which small goals if you want to help us out financially if you want like Ryan Tanaga is an awesome patron Daniel Wong is an awesome patron they help us pay for all the all the, there's a bunch of background costs to podcast thankfully it's not that much I, I got to pay for the for the hosting fees of, of the podcast on, on the audio version which has been getting exponential number of, of listens which is really it's been good we we're already beating our all-time number for a year and we're only in july so we're doing good on the audio side this is the video side i need we need help on too if you want to help us out financially patreon.com for slash trades geek philosophy uh, if we get a few more patrons we're, 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 we'll have to i'm gonna have to start producing exclusive content for the patreon side uh Again, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for, for chiming in. For, and, and again, as I always appreciate it whenever you guys comment uh, during the live show. Uh, uh, the show is hard to do by myself, but I, I'm not by myself when I have my live audience here with me. Thank you again. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for watching. Have a good night. All right, audio listener, if you got this far, congratulations. <laughs>